This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. It's Tuesday, March 8th, and this is Season 6, Episode 27 of the Forest of Our Spurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week is Tommy. What's up? Sam. Hey, how's it going? And Lucas. Hello, hello, hello. Lucas, you're back. Are you officially a firefighter now? I am on Friday. <laughs> so I got a few more days in the academy, and then I won't have to miss any more daytime Spurs games like yesterday. Oh, geez. Yeah, that was, what a one to miss, too. I know. Since being in the academy, I've missed that one. I was fortunate enough to miss the Southampton one, and I was unfortunate enough to miss the uh, Lester. Uh, the Lester. Lester. Burnley. Yeah, which you missed Burnley, too. Well, yeah, I didn't, oh, I didn't cry too much for that one. But it is nice to be back. Um, or will be nice to be back. But it is, yeah, that's been the worst. That's the worst part about the Fire Academy is not being able to know what's going on in those games. It's the first time that's happened in 10 years for me, so it's a nightmare. Yeah, I can only imagine. But uh, Luckily, I, it sounds like you were able to watch this one after the fact and, yeah. and, and, and enjoy this match that we're, we're going to have some fun talking about today, which... After last week's episode where we were feeling pretty down, I think this is going to be a bit of an upper. So let's dig right into it. So um, so we're coming, we had this Monday match. We had to watch all the other weekend matches go by, and we knew we had Everton coming on Monday. Now, Everton's doing very piss poor right now. They're just outside of relegation, uh, which was a plus for us. This was a home match. Another plus for us, but I, I think coming off of the back of the uh, – both Burnley and Middlesbrough and just the leads and smack dab in the middle, uh, we weren't feeling that confident coming into this match. And I think with our predictions, it showed that. And we got something entirely different here. And this was a, a nice high-scoring five-goal victory for Spurs. So let's, let's, let's have some excited talk for, before we get into anything else. Uh, who wants to take this one on first? Uh, Sam? Yeah, I kind of... Grant, you know, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the performance. Um, really was one of the highlights of my day. I wasn't ac- actually able to watch the match. I uh, uh, watched the replay when I got home from work last night. Um, but one thing I kind of noticed was I was just kind of wondering to myself, did Frank Lampard um, watch, like, the match against Leeds or the match against Manchester City? Did he not know that he was going to play a strategy that would – play right into our strengths yeah um, the high the high press thing like the uh yeah like the high line which like, yeah it didn't seem to make much sense yeah that that's gonna work against us if you have quality players unfortunately everton for some they they don't have the quality to really do that and but and that really played into our advantage we um five goals the attacks were really pretty much precise and uh we got the win well i I think something for me it's you guys that listen have heard me rant about this a thousand times and it's our thing like the way we change a game when we score early and so to answer your question sam i don't think lampard's to be honest i thought everton came out and actually controlled the game for the first 15 minutes so i think his plan was adequate i don't think he was counting on a couple of 
brutal self-inflicted errors that his players brought upon themselves within two minutes of each other in like the 15th and 17th minute with the keen own goal and Pickford is a thousand times better than what he showed for letting that ball go through on Sunshot. So I, I think once we do that to teams, when we get that early goal, we force them into bringing it at us and we know how lethal we can be on the counterattack. So I, I think, I don't think that Everton's plan was exactly that it wasn't the bad plan it was poor execution and there was a lot of self-inflicted errors that brought upon our ability to use our strengths against them but should that be their plan when they're when they're in a relegation battle i mean that's not a good relegation plan it's it's cl- to 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 play that aggressive type of uh, of play on the road and i mean you sh- yeah. you should be going for the point here shouldn't you and uh, at all costs keep us off the board should be the plan absolutely and to get and to kind of what i'm sure sam was actually hinting at is that if you've ever watched us play especially in the last two months just let us have the fucking ball like just let us have the ball put 11 men behind the ball do a low block and we won't be able to break it down and we'll probably lose one nil on a corner in the 78th minute. Like that would be the realistic strategy, but as a team that's in that kind of, they're a relegation team, but they still, they still have some pretty quality guys that can go score. So uh, it is, it's a weird one for Lampard and it's, it worked out in our benefit. So I'm not going to be mad at it. Yeah. I would say this is probably the most complete game we've had all season. You know, start to finish, like how Lucas and uh, Sam were saying, like we scored early, second half, sub came on, 30 seconds later, we got a goal with Regulon. So, you know, I for one, you know, I can respect uh, Frank Lampard's ability as, as an actual player, but since I do not like him, I could not be any happier. I, I, I It easily could have been seven, um, where Son could have gave, given it to who was it? Sessegnon. That could have been a goal, oh, definite goal on another one. I think what well, one of them got called back for offsides. I think I forget, but it could have been easily seven nil from what I saw. And but like everybody looked good. Um, and Sam actually posted something earlier today about Doherty. Uh, like he looked great. Uh, I don't know. It just and I mentioned last week. Sam brought up like, oh, we should name our title what. Last week was, uh, will the real Spurs please stand up? I mean, the answer is the one that actually entertained us looked good, and we fucking murdered the opposition. Granted, Everton is uh, in a relegation battle right now, but I'm like... Which should make them more tough to play. Yeah, but, like, and how you were saying, like, they should have tried to grab a point. It's not, like, full out, you know, go for it and whatever. It's, like, try to salvage anything that's possible one game at a time, play each opponent based onto their strengths and weaknesses and go from there. But, you know, I, I definitely don't have any complaints. Yeah. Well, let's um, – uh, uh, you go ahead, Sam, before we go into the next part. Yeah. Well, one thing that I'd like to mention, Tommy, like I know one of your biggest complaints is, like, when we get the ball into, to the, like, the near the opponent's goal, why aren't there enough guys crashing the box? The reason why Regulon scored that goal – was because he was we had so many guys crashing the box. I, I don't think that pass was actually intended for him when he scored, but the fact was he was a, he was running hard into the box and was able to pick it up and smash it in was the reason why he got that goal. Well, and what? it was it was like a it was like a Goldilocks scenario where it was 
too far for Kane, or it was too short for Kane, too far for Son, but at the end it was just right because it found its way through <laughs> to the guy coming in. So that, but that's exactly right, Sam. That's what happens when, when you are making those breaks and you do actually attack from the wing like that and you can crash the box with the ball, that sucks. Defenders are worrying about you with the ball. When we have guys like that, when we have our wing when our wing players don't actually attack them at the end line or attack towards the end line, defenders don't have to worry about them, so defenders can sag back into the middle. When we actually have somebody that's capable, like like Decky's like, I'll shoot from here, I could run at you, you don't know, so you have to pay attention to him, which allows three free runners to absolutely have their way with it when he slides it across. So, Well, let's go through all these goals. And we will get back to Doherty, uh, who Tommy had brought up, and we'll definitely get back to the Regulon goal, of course, too. Uh, but let's let's start off with the uh, the, the first goal. So this this was uh, Sassignan who was really created this opportunity, um, a wicked cross that yeah it, it ended up being an own goal, but like he certainly uh, created that that chance that that opportunity to score there. Um, which is good to see for Sassignan, who uh, um, is finally getting some playing minutes. I mean, we, we also was, was we uh, we have to talk about his injury, of course. Uh, but uh, but it was, it was nice to, to to see him contribute. What do you well, guys think on the first? Well, goal? well, just a quick thing. At least Keen got on the score sheet again, so there's something for that. <laughs> but um, no, I, I thought the goal. Like to speak to Sassignan's credit, that's again what I always want out of my fullbacks or in this case in Conti system my wingbacks is that ability to crash the end line and it's that simple as to what can happen when you do when you do just crash the end line get a ball over the middle I think Keane got a bit of an unfair doing by a lot of the commentary because everyone just tore him apart for that own goal but that speaks a lot to Harry uh, Harry Kane's credit where when you have Harry Kane running in front of you like that there's a 99% chance that that ball's finding Kane's foot. You're as the as the center back behind him. You're not thinking it's going to come to my kneecap and go in. Like you have to be better than that as a center back. I get that, but I think it speaks a lot to Kane's like brilliance that it did find his kneecap because it's again you're, you're thinking that okay, well Harry's going to get a foot on this. It's Harry fucking Kane, and when it doesn't, sometimes it works out that way in our favor and against you as a center back. But I, I think that. I loved the play from Sassignon, and I loved Kane crashing the net right there. And is more the more times you do that, like the more that again, our own goal seems to be our third highest scorer this year, or highest scorer this year's own goals. That speaks to your attacking prowess, much like how City gets a million penalties. That's because they spend ninety percent of the game in the opposition's box. Like you're gonna have more fouls down there, so. The more own goals we get like that just speak to our attacking play. So I thought it was great play from Sassignon and great from Kane. When, when you create opportunities, you're yeah. going to get lucky The more of those you create, yeah. 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 And, and this was luck, but it was also Sassignon's good, good play to, yeah. to, to set it up. And, and Harry Kane being in the right place to, to be such a threat that they had to be concerned about him and, and, and missed where the ball was actually going. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I think you, you've got a good point there. Any, any other thoughts on this goal before we move along? Um, okay, so then we have to go to the second goal. So this was the Sun 17th minute goal. So um, we, we got a fairly early one uh, in, in the 14th. We only had to wait three minutes for the second one. Uh, 
and Sun, who's been struggling a bit, and I think he did struggle a little even in this match, um, but he, he finally sinks one, which might be good to get him back into the groove of things, regardless of how the rest of the match went, where, where he did look a little little off at times. Um, what did you guys think about this goal? What, uh, Sam? Uh, I thought the buildup to it was really good. There was um, crisp passing um, that started um, in, in our defensive third. Um, to get it forward to Sun, um, and then um, an excellent ass assist from Kulishevsky. Um, of course, <coughs> Spurs social media will, po will post um, great goals against Everton, like in the days leading up to the match. It watching this goal was kind of it, like the replays of it was just kind of like watching like one of those social media posts that they do. Like it was like something that we did like during the pot years, like kind of building from the back and getting it forward. We we did that on this one, and it it was something uh, great to see, and it shows like the added dimension that, you know, both Ben Kerr and Kulishevsky give us. We carved up their midfield to our change. It, it, yeah, it, It's exactly. usually our midfield getting carved up. Yeah, well, I would say with the mid – well, we'll get to that eventually, but like with the midfield, you know, Ben Kerr being on there definitely helped, of course, compared to Winks. You know, thanks for the service, Wings, but, yeah, your time's up. Um, but, you know, Decky, great as usual. Um, you know, and, and I would say, and I say that as the uh, self-proclaimed uh, biggest uh, Dayan Kulishevsky fan outside of his family. But, uh, no, like, this I was bitching about Son last week, and I feel rightfully so. I'm, you know, early in the match, he had actually a great chance and he could have, and then he waited too long, and then uh, it was either Pickford or the defender got it, and then, but like he could have easily dished it off to Sessignon. Fortunately, that didn't happen, but like thankfully he got the goal in because you know it was a great team goal, and how you know. So for me, I'm hoping this is the start of a new hot spell, or at least the break of the cold spell, because I would say Tottenham hot spells. Yeah. So for <laughs> as a uh, as a whole, I thought. He played very well today or yesterday. So let's hope it continues. Um, any way he can get a goal, I'll take it. Yeah, and, and Decky was magnificent in this one as well. The creativity that he brings is something that I think we've lacked since Erickson. I mean, I know it's not quite the same role that Erickson was playing for us, but he has creativity in that final third that we've been sorely missing. And I hate, I hate to say it, like, because Lucas has been such a player for us this year and one of the few guys that have been trying, and he's, he was our, our man of the match during a lot of losses this season where he was the only person who seemed to be trying. But I think I'd rather have Decky in there with his creativity uh, in what he can create in that final third uh, that just gives us some more opportunities than, than Mora's hard play, which we still need, don't get me wrong, but... Um, but I think he's just the, the, the better guy for us right now. Uh, Lucas? No, actually, I agree with you there. And to kind of just sum up what these guys were saying, I, I agree with Sam. I think the big thing, I, I do think it was a gift from Pickford. Um, I absolutely do. It wasn't Sun's best shot. Two main points about that goal, though. I think Sam's absolutely right with the buildup. I thought Kulichewski was fine on that goal. But for me, the brilliance was Kane when the ball was, I forgot who played it. It might have been Bentecourt that played the ball originally to Kane. He did that little half dummy thing and let the ball play in front of him, which was just classic Kane, just 
incredible stuff. And then that created the entire break. And then he was able to slot it through to Decky for him to lay it off to Sun. Um, the other thing is, I, I do think it was really important for Sun. I think we had a lot of negative energy around the way we've been playing lately because, again, we played four road games in 11 days. Like, that's tough no matter who the opposition is. And it was, uh, there were some good teams that we faced in there. So Sun was due for a bad, bad performance, and he was woeful against Middlesbrough. So it's like, I get that. It was really important for Sun to get on the score sheet, and that goal, I think, really was massive for him in terms of like you saw the way he celebrated he was running doing his little like square box thing and everyone was selling about but I think for him he knew that was really important to kind of get back on track a little bit yeah definitely um, any other thoughts on the second goal before we move on to the third okay so the third one was, was the Harry Kane uh, 37th minute and these start to blend together because <laughs> when you have Harry Kane scoring twice but um what were our thoughts on this uh, third goal before the, before the half, uh, Lucas? Just classic Harry. I mean, just the run, the ball through. That was Doherty that played him, was it not? I, this yeah. was Doherty. Yeah, was. that was Doherty that played him through. Great ball by him. Great timing by Harry. It was super close with the VAR call, but I loved that. E- even when Harry went through, it's just that's every keeper's worst nightmare is he has to be the last person on the planet that you would want to see. Because like as a goalkeeper, when you come out, there's a lot of guys that try and do, maybe I'll try and run around him, maybe I'll do a dink, maybe I'll... Harry Kane just, you never know what he's going to do, but he has that in his locker that he can rifle it out from outside the box. Like he didn't even hesitate, just knew exactly where he wanted to put it, bang, outside the box, right there. It's, it's something that very few people on the planet can do, and when it goes to Harry one-on-one, every goalkeeper has to just be bricking it. This will be a good point to go to the question before we, and I'll let you tackle the question first, Sam. So we got a question from Shubes, uh, Tommy. Um, Wait, who's asking the question? You said to Sam, and then you asked oh, oh, me I, to I'll ask. I'll let him answer first. But uh, oh, okay. Uh, so we have the question from Shubes. Actually, Suge. Um, he replied. Wait, for about oh, oh Doherty. Okay, thoughts on Doherty Lazarus moment. So I guess he came back from the dead. Um, past few league games, how much a caveat is there because of the opposition we faced? P.S. is playing with Decky Suda more than playing with Lucas. Uh, you can tackle us first, Sam. Um, I'll be honest. I think that may be the case playing with Decky may suit him better. But at the same time, I really want to say it's more or less the system. Um, I know Doherty really killed us as a right wing back when he was with Wolves. Um, especially during the 1920 season, the two matches that we played against them. Um, he, I felt like he, he was really aggressive, really played well in that system. He, he's clearly not a fullback. Um, he's, he, I think he's more of a solid like squad wing back. Um, but I think it's really more or less the system that comes down to it um, that more or less allows him to create um, he doesn't have to defend quite as much thank goodness uh, but yeah I, I'll say it's more system but it, but he did he hasn't looked that great alongside Lucas in, in past no. games and, and granted that was the same system but 
earlier on in it. Uh, but what do you think, Tommy? Yeah, I well, I think the thing with Lucas though is he usually cuts more in. Decky, he usually stays his third on that side of the pitch. Usually, I mean, he does cut in a decent amount, but I've noticed when he plays with Doherty, like they Doherty overlaps him a lot. So that's a, I think so that definitely helps. But um, I would say what I said last week. It's kind of an ex, or I, I did. I, I'm alluding to it now, but it's at the expense of Emerson Royale, where he's just not been good. So it's like okay, Conte's probably Conte's like, guess I'll give Doherty a shot again, and the, he's getting consistent playing time right now. So I think that's another benefit to him. So like if he's getting to you know playing more games, getting more minutes, he's finally getting to the swing of things and getting to, through the motions actually playing again, dealing with whether it be physicality or actually game speed, that is de- that definitely helps. Granted, playing against Everton and Leeds United, that's a good benchmark to start off with. I mean, we'll talk about this in the second half, but, I mean, the real t- a bigger test will be against Man United. But if he can ride this wave of momentum and confidence and do well against Man United, I mean... That that's definitely helps with your proof in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, he's proving a lot. There's still a lot left to prove, I think, because yeah, we did had some have some very shitty Doherty that we all talked about. There's a lot to overcome, but he he's starting to step up to the plate and show that that he's got something to contribute here. Um, and with this goal, obviously, I mean, uh, slotting that through to Kane was just brilliant. Um, you want to jump in uh, on that? Yeah, Lucas? I was going to have my crack at answering the question. Um, no, I think I think Doherty's still shit, honestly. Um, yesterday, I thought he was fantastic. I think, and, and for as far as like the relationship with Lucas versus Kulichowski, I think that the difference isn't with his comfortability with either or. It's the way that one or the other shapes the game. Since Kulichowski's been here, we've been able to go ahead and dictate the pace of how we wanted to play. Which, again, speaks to the fact that I think Kulichewski is better for us than Lucas is, which is hard for me to say, but it's absolutely but I true. Will, but I'm willing to happily but admit. It is absolutely true. <laughs> and I think that, again, why I can't see Doherty doing it against a Man United or a Man City is because what Conti's system demands out of his fullbacks is, or wingbacks, is very different than what he, has, than what he played with at Wolves. You can't just bomb forward. You have to actually go defend because on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, against United, United's going to have most of the ball. So his job's mostly going to be defensive. He's not going to be free willy-nilly being able to bomb forward, make some balls in, be aggressive. Like that's not going to be what it's, – it's very Trippier-esque where if you don't have the pace, you can't make the forward runs because you can't get back in time to not get caught on the break against a team that will catch you on the break and United will catch us on the break, much like City could have. So I think that's where, I mean, he is better than Royale because I think Royale's a nightmare, but I I don't think that, I I think that the fact that this was Leeds and the fact that this was Everton speaks a lot because it allowed us to be, it allowed him to be much better he didn't have as much. I don't think Everton had a shot on target, did they? Um, Ooh, uh, let me. No, no, they had. They only had like two shots, and too. they didn't have one on target. I think yeah. Hugo. I think Hugo had proper launch I'm sorry, duty. They had six shots, but yeah. zero on target. Yeah, so so he wasn't worried about. Oh man, I gotta get back and defend. 
Well, in the Premiership, you're going to have dozens of games where you will have to get back and defend. Which I'm not questioning his ability as a, like a defender. I think he's actually much better than Royale at defending. I think he's solid defending. But if you're in a game where you're worried about defending, you don't get the response or the lack of responsibility and say, fuck it, I can just bomb forward and I can be free, free and loose with these balls that I'm playing forward. It, it's, it's very different. And he hasn't sh- – is he capable of it? Who knows? But I, I, he hasn't shown me that he can actually do it in a game against a team that we have to worry about going back. I think he might be able to get away with it if, if uh, R- Ramiro isn't um, playing the ball forward as often as he does, which I think is part part of Conte, what Conte's expectations are. He likes his center backs when they're unmarked to uh, to take the ball forward if they if if nobody's challenging him for it, and Ramiro's not afraid to do that. Um, I don't think in a game against United. Um, that Romero can get away with that, like, and and then Doherty can continue to get forward if Romero's playing more defensive and protective uh, um, throughout, um, because we can't have any of those uh, running errors that we get when we're, uh, uh, and we we've seen a couple of those even, from Romero. Even to be fair, though, I, I, it's Doherty like he scored a goal against Leeds, which was the best to see because it was created from. A cross from a wing back scored by the other wing back. Love that. But at the same time, getting back in defense, we were probably lucky Leeds didn't have three goals in that game. Yeah. They hit two crossbars, they, or two posts at least. It, it, they had a load of chances. So against a team that's not Leeds or Everton, I don't think we'll see the same Matt Doherty. But again, going to give him his credit. I don't want to be the guy that sits here bitching about negatives and a 5 0 win. So, I, I mean,. I thought he played brilliant yesterday. He was fantastic. So, yeah. fair play to him. And the, the, we're probably going to be coming on to it now because it's the fourth goal. But, man, the – or the fifth uh, – was, was Kane's uh, – The fourth goal is going to be the regular. So, right yeah, after so the, the half, no, Tommy brought it up. The lob, the lob to Kane was one of the yeah. best things I've seen. In a, it was Erickson-esque. So, fair yeah. play to him on that. Yeah. But let's do the regular first. Uh, um, so – Comes on at half because Sessegnon gets hurt uh, right at, right before the halftime. Um, Regan comes right into the game and, and is fierce right off the bat. He's playing hard. Um, hasn't gotten very many minutes lately. It seemed like he had uh, something to prove. He, um, and and we, we certainly saw it here. I think, Tommy, you already kind of talked about this goal a little bit. Uh, uh, Sam? Yeah, I think we both hit on it earlier. Like, it's kind of a result of guy – multiple guys running into the box I really think Regulon was ready to play like I know he was out with COVID and was like dealing with a couple long COVID symptoms which a little scary but I think he was just really just ready to get in there and uh, make the most of this opportunity he clearly did Um, took full advantage of um, this um, ball that was Clearly, he was either meant for Son or Kane, just, and no one ended up on it. He just found it and drilled it. 4-0. Uh, was, it, was, it was great to see happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Lucas, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, I, I think for me the biggest part was I think he was the last piece of the puzzle on that goal. Like I already used the Goldilocks reference, but I, I loved out of the gates, you're up 3-0. I've seen us under Nuno 
and it potches last days. I've seen us come out of the gates at halftime down 3-0 and not give a shit. Whereas you're up 3-0 and you come out and the first thing you do is like, let's like forget this noise. Let's go up four. Let's go up five. Like So the intensity from everyone else was so great to see. And I love to see him bombing down. Again, the Sessegnon thing is what frustrates the life out of me. He is the most injury-prone person I've ever... He makes Lamella look like he's Danish. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, just he can't go 90 minutes without just picking up a knock or needing a scan, so that, that hurts. And I think the reason that the Sessegnon thing bothers me the most is I loved the reaction we saw from Regulon, I think is a lot in part to Sessegnon stepping up and getting a run of games and looking really, really good, is it's the same thing we saw when we bought Doherty. We bought Doherty, Serge Aurier was like, oh crap, Like maybe I should step my shit up. Having that competition between fullbacks and wingbacks is so important, in any position really. So I, I think that like, I'm not overly excited that, Sesson, or that Regulon is going to be our guy on Sunday, but if, if Sessegnon and Regulon want to have this like battle royale to see no pun intended with wingback royale but if they want to fight it out and see they're just going to push each other to be better and I loved the response from Regulon getting subbed in I think that was one of the quickest goals from a sub we've seen since Lucas Moura got subbed on in 20 seconds at Man City a few years ago so I I loved the reaction um, from the team more so than just Regulon the fact that everyone was ready to bomb forward and just grab that fourth goal, which absolutely put it to bed. Because none of us are actually help- – like, we're not comfortable with 3-0 being Spurs. We're all like, there's Hell a no. way that this goes south. But that absolutely put it to bed. It was great to see. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, let's see the um, – oh, did it, uh, let's see. The, uh, the other Hurricane goal, the 55th <laughs> minute one. That one. <laughs> is the next one. So the 55th minute goal, that was, uh, this was our last goal, the fifth goal. I think that was the one that you wanted to tackle, right? Well, yeah, uh, and it's, it's never a bad day when we have to say the other Harry Kane goal, which we've seen time and time again. But, yeah, that ball over the top. I mean, that might – it's almost – it's silly how Harry has kind of like – he's like n- – He's like desensitized us to brilliant football sometimes where if if you watch that goal from any other player you're just like holy crap but with harry you're just like yeah well i mean put a ball over the top harry will find a way didn't need pace on it didn't need power on it just knew exactly where he wanted to put it watch like the technique on that is just insane and i love the ball through from doherty that create that that creativity never bummed about seeing that so I mean, that was – at that point, we were just having fun, and I love to see that when you're thrashing a team like Everton at home and it's, hey, let's just whip balls over the top and see what happens. So, I mean, Harry just – that was world-class. Yeah, and it, and there was so much time left after this fifth goal that oh, the, gosh, we could have yeah, easily we were, scored. We were singing six, seven, eight. Like, yeah. we wanted them all, but – yeah. Well, and uh, and let's and let's uh, and we saw your question, Suge. Um, definitely, um, um, we don't ever want it to stop. Like, uh, I don't care if we annihilate somebody twelve nil. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep watching. I, uh, let's embarrass somebody. We never let them off the hook. 
Uh, but enjoy your point, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, well, and I was about to say, like, when I was watching the game, I, I noticed, like, 68th minute. Um, at that point, you know, that was when Deli Ali was coming on for his, quote, proper send-off. Um, you know, and he didn't really do much in the game at all. He didn't look excited to come on. It was really more or less just Lampard was putting him out there just so he could get some time on in front of his, his old fans. Um, that's kind of like ha- how this match was. Like, we just it, – it was just stopped after that, just a shit show. Yeah. I'm, I have no ill will towards Deli Ali, but I'm no, like none. just – I kind of felt bad for him when he came on, though, because he just looked like the same old from the past two seasons. And I'm like, I know, I know it's not all there in his head, because like he's still doing the same or similar stuff that he's done during his heydays. Just the outcome is different. So I don't know. I mean, wish him well, but I'm like, it just, it was watching when he got the ball. It, it was, not gonna lie, it was, it was painful. Lucas, what do you have to say something? No, yeah. Um, in terms of the Delhi thing, a man, I wish I could have been there for that. Like his send off, that was getting your yiddo as you come on. I was at the game a couple of years ago when Lennon came back on for Burnley, got the same chant. That was just wonderful. But I was a little. I, I do put that on Delhi a little bit. In one sense, I'm so excited about the way we reacted. Like everyone got to sing his song. Actually, fair play to Lampard because Lampard had him warm up at one point. In it was right before halftime. I thought he was coming on half. Like Lampard had him warm up, get some just energy building for the crowd for him, and then gave him his proper send off. Um, but again, it's just he ran out there and just it didn't look like he cared at all. It was a lot of loafing around, like. I think, who was it, Kane that, like, slid through him, got the ball, just tackled the ball. Oh, yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was just, like, it kind of got up, like, dude, like, I've, I've probably seen you do this a hundred times better in training. Like, so I, I don't know what goes through his mind, but you would have thought that that would have been – and, again, to his credit, who are we to judge? I mean, the emotions running through his head are probably something that we have no clue what it, that's it, like. Coming on five goals yeah, down, I too. Mean, like you're getting you're... slapped by the team that you helped build. Like, that's, that's got to be weird. But I thought he would have just – I thought he would have had a bit of crack and just go out there and maybe just try and put Dyer's ass on the ground or something. Like, put one of your best friends on the ground. Do something that would have been a bit of a laugh for everyone. But I, I just – yeah, I – I think he played just exactly like we left him, and it was a fair validation for why we're all like, all right, fair play that you left, because... Yeah, it just... It it looked like he wasn't having fun at all. And, like, if that were me in the situation, I would have tried to have some fun, but... Yeah, he, he just did not look happy at all, looked lifeless, and, like, even after the final whistle... It was Hugo that had to put his arm around, around his back and say, "Hey, let get get yourself your your good standoff. These guys love you, love you. You know, Hugo was. It was as if Hugo was just trying to make him feel. Well, Hugo better. was just looking for something to do. He was yeah. like, <laughs> true. He was like, oh wow, forgot I was even out here, did you? Do you guys see the picture of uh, him and Dyer? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Hugging after like. Uh, 
And again, I'm, we'll move on. But the last thing, I'm just don't don't go out with this memory. All Spurs fans, don't go out with this memory that Delhi was a slag and jogged around. It's like just erase this part. Remember the fact that he's as a kid. I didn't even he gave me memories as a Spurs fan that as a kid I didn't even dream about. Yeah. Like the Ginola, like uh, like the my heroes as a kid. I'm like. Klinsman, no, like Delhi gave me moments that were worldies, and it just sucks that it ends like this. But anytime he comes back to White Hart Lane, he's gonna get that same response and fair fucking play. He deserves it. Yeah, like uh, it's like like some of my favorite moments as a Spurs fan are just him shit housing during London derbies, whether it be scoring the goal at Chelsea. Um, you know the two nil, the two nil against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah the two nil. That Cup. was classic. D- that was Delhi. That's what I'll always remember. Um, and I'm able to push that out of my head. Like all, all the negative, I'm able to push that out of my head. I'm lucky enough to say that. Couldn't agree more. Should we go to MVP, LVP? Yeah, but we we have one final question I want to take on, and uh, this one's more for um, more for Tommy and Lucas. So I I think. Uh, I, I think maybe I'll read this question uh, for everybody, and and this one comes from Sai. Uh, so Sai asks us a couple questions. Uh, at what point during the match did Lucas give Tommy a big wet kiss, knowing we have signed an absolute player in Decky? Uh, and he asks, "Will we lose another match?" You don't need to talk about it. The answer is no. Uh, well, let's tackle the, the, <laughs> the like, wet kiss part. Yeah. Should um, I let my missus take this question first? Or? Yeah, well, I watched with Tommy, and uh, and you weren't there because of the fire department, but um, but you guys got to watch again to get together uh, that night. No, right? I watched it separately. So I, I should step back because I'm standing right in between the two. <laughs> but uh, any wet kisses happen after you uh, wa- watch Lucas? Well, this don't, is don't, a, don't ask, hey, don't tell hey, me. Hey, to sigh, I will say this. This is a tricky one because... Tommy, uh, everyone A knows my just urgent, aggressive hatred for international football. Can't stand it. Tommy likes it. And for all listening, Tommy and I are roommates. Uh, I hate international football. Tommy loves it, and he loves Sweden. So he was like, we need this guy, Decky. He's amazing. I'm like, what the hell is Decky? That's a silly name. He's going to replace Lucas Mora. I'm like, nobody replaces Lucas Mora, my own namesake. So this... <laughs> It hurts doubly to say, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right now, I'm thinking we probably should sell Lucas this summer, and that this guy that is a 21-year-old, by the way, I, I heard a stat, he's like eight or nine months older than Phil Foden, but he looks like he's fucking 40, and he's just built for the Premier League, so... It's those Balkan genes that I'm make like, him look old. The guys yeah. come in, he's immediately, which, again, can't say enough about the January window, but... You brought this guy in. It's he's ready to go now, and he's playing at a level that we need and we needed to improve the team moving forward. And Lucas Mora is someone that I hope actually stays because we do need. He offers things that not anybody else on the planet can offer. Um, but we need that off the bench. <laughs> so in terms of improving our team, buying Kulichevsky is a massive move. And everyone seems really comfortable around him. But no, uh, Tommy and I did not exchange big wet kisses because I refused to do that. Just a peck on the cheek. <laughs> I, I, I like women, but um, 
Yeah, I, I did. I, mean, I did have to say to my roommate, "Hey, fair play." This Swedish guy that you've been obsessed with, he's fair fucking good, and I hope he starts every game. Well, well, one final question. This one wasn't posted, but it was asked at the to the at the pub by the the, the cook Drew for me, and he wanted to us to tackle whether all these players that decided that they didn't want to go to Newcastle this summer that went to ever. Everton instead, because they wanted to avoid a relegation battle. Oh, uh, like Donnie. Are, are now in a relegation battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, we all can't just be boughtened by the entire, like, Saudi government. Like, I wish we would. Yeah. I mean, to be fair. I wish fair, we didn't have to worry about spending this summer and we could just buy whoever we wanted. So yeah. it's like. Yeah. And also, to be fair, Van de Beek, like, it didn't matter where he went on loan. He's going back to United. So, like, they. Where Is he, he Swedish? He's Dutch. Yeah. He's Dutch. Oh, then. Yeah, he was on the Ajax team that Lucas demolished. Thank you. But he, demo- <laughs> but he demolished As us in the first leg, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lucas took care Fair of play. that. Yeah, he lives down down the creek. But but these players didn't haven't covered themselves in glory for Everton. I think is the point and. And and clearly, the Everton did not look good, and some of these players that came in don't seem like they're jiving in the right way. And there's something to be said for the fact that we, our coach, finally I think has us clicking to a certain extent. Maybe not every match, but we've got something going, and they're certainly going the other direction right now. Really quick, um, that thing with every other match. I heard a stat the other day that I think every time we've had like six or more days to prep for a game. In the Premier League, we've won six and drawn one. When it's been six or less, we are a nightmare. So it's like it, when you give Conti like a regular with this COVID madness that's happened and extra games that are forcing Wednesdays. So the more it's, I mean, I, I think we're actually progressing under our manager a lot better than this situation would. So we have a fi- so you're saying we have a fighting chance against Man U then. Eh, well, no, but that's because we also have a scrambled-in bright, like Brighton game that got canceled with COVID. That's getting thrown in the next Wednesday. We have United, Brighton, and West Ham in seven days. So, yeah. But yeah. after that, we're in. <laughs> but yeah, and, and we just don't have the depth right now for for two matches a week. Is so Conte can certainly come out and get bring the team to perform like they did. Maybe not always like they did against Everton, but he can perform better. Um, when we have that full rest. But let's go to a speed round of MVP, LVP here. And let's start with Tommy first for MVP. Uh, this should be obvious. Uh, Dayon, I I think it's pretty obvious. that he. I mean, Kane's up there as well. Oh, is, but he? is he up there? In terms of the game MVP, yes. But I mean, I, I'm giving it to Dayon. I, you know, two assists, did great. Um, and remember who, well, aside from Joe, remember who told you how great he was first. Uh, okay, Sam. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Harry Kane. Um, obviously, brace, and then um, was really key in the buildup of a couple of the other goals. So, gonna go with him. But a and an honorable mention to Doherty. Yeah, Doherty deserves some credit here, uh, Lucas. Kane layup, um, two goals, one, both worldies, um, and. Dayon's first assist was Kane's doing. And yes, I will I just want everyone to hear me giving a proper 
kudos to you, Matt Doherty. That was a good game by Doherty as my backup. Soak it in because it might be the last yeah. time. Um, <laughs> I hope it's not, but... Well, yeah, of course. Um, and I just want to throw this out there. I actually... Uh, last year's green kit. I actually bought that with Doherty's number on it. If he plays well in the next couple games, I will wear that to the Gaelic Storm concert on, on Friday the 18th. Okay, and we'll post it to the social media account, so I'm held accountable for this. Okay, this sounds really dumb. What was last year's green kit? The away kit. The one we wore in the fucking oh, League Oh, was it like the final. orange and pinkish stripes? No, it was the one we wore in the League Cup final. It was the only time we've been in a cup final and had to not wear white. Oh, I thought we wore white for some reason. No, we wore that Fuck. stupid green kit. And yeah, lost. It, it, it's oh, the one that yeah. had like the, the... Oh, it's like the yellowish like lettering. Navy, navy, yeah, navy, yeah, yeah. navy yeah. green. Yeah, yeah okay. Or My navy bad. green, uh, like dark green, forest green. I didn't green, even know you had that, Sam. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's a Doherty kit. I, anyway, Anthony, yeah, what is your... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, let me jump Ferris in there Ferris. before we fall off the rails too far. Um, Harry Kane, obviously, MVP. But I'm going to give an honorable mention to Bentoncourt. I thought I thought like we had a midfield for a change in this match, and that made all the difference here. Um, and we haven't talked about him enough this this uh, match because so many other players were covered in glory from this one. And I, I really like his passing w- was fantastic. He he won the ball back well. He, he was doing stuff on both sides of the ball, and I never felt like we were outmatched in the midfield like I have as so many matches this this season so but yeah uh, I, that, that's a good shout but i think it's a i mean winks bentecourt it's not a big difference they're the same person and for you guys listening at home that aren't here with us at the bar that was sarcasm <laughs> everyone here got that so <laughs> holy well, crap anthony's I shout out is 100 percent right the difference between having bentecourt versus winks it's Jesus, it's astronomical! Night, it's night and day. Can he, and I can't. Player I can't got. wait to have Bentoncourt and Skip play together. He I came think. with his oh, big game busters. I hope. Yeah, I think that could be fantastic. But um, let's do a speed round. Does anybody have an LVP for this one? I'm, no, no. Um, Doherty. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was that's quick. Just, I'm kidding. That's just a force of habit. I mean, I would love to give it to Hugo. Just, I mean, Fred, just because he had nothing to do. But I mean, yeah, I'm giving it to nobody. Yeah, we we didn't give up any goals. We uh, we we scored five. It's it's tough to say anybody was uh, um, maybe Sesson Young for getting hurt again. Um, yeah, the, nobody played poor. It was a great day from everyone. Only thing I want to shout out is at some point Romero is going to have to rein in these yellow cards. Yeah, because I feel like he's gotten one every. He even got one in the Middlesbrough game. It's like. You have to rein these in at some point, or you're going to be missing for key matches. Yeah, because so. I think I think this rule still applies if you get ten. Yeah, FA Cup still counts, so it's so. like he's going to miss one real soon. But other than that, we're hey, all brilliant. And just a note to Richarlson: get up, you're not hurt. Shut up. <laughs> we know you go to bed every night wearing Romero pajamas. If not, or if I was I on the field, I'd be like, "Oh, you want to act hurt? I will, I will hurt you." So you stay on the ground. But anyway, I think that about wraps up the half. The second half, we are going to uh, preview the Manchester United game. We have one more li- listener question, but first, we are going to go our, go to our halftime segment, Luke's Locks. All right, boys and girls, time for Luke's Locks. These first two, warning you now. Get in on them early because these first two that I'm going to give are on Thursday. First up is going to be Chelsea minus a half goal away to Norwich. 
Norwich is on the way down, and I think they're starting to realize that. So, Chelsea coming off a absolute beatdown of Burnley, kind of a layup. I think Chelsea will keep up their or keep their foot on the gas, and this will be an easy win. Next up, Wolves minus a half goal at home to Watford. Wolves. They're a tough team to score on, especially at home, and Watford is surely lacking on firepower. Wolves, they're off the back of a disappointing defeat to Palace, so look for Wolves to bounce back with a win at home versus Watford. Take the minus half goal there. Third, we're going to take over two and a half goals in Brighton at home to Liverpool. I love the over in every early morning Saturday game. Everyone knows that. This one is no different. Brighton are a good side, and they're very capable to score a goal at home. But unfortunately for them, I think Liverpool are dead set on keeping this champions or keeping the title race, if you will, up. So this has all the makings for an over here. So take over two and a half goals in Brighton at home to Liverpool. Fourth, unfortunately. I think we got to take the under in Man United at home versus our beloved Tottenham Hotspur. We seem incapable of putting two straight performances together. So United coming off the bad or the back of a bad derby loss to Man City. I expect United to have most of the ball here. I don't think we're going to have a lot of chances. So I trust our defense, and I think under two and a half goals in Spurs United is the play. There are your four free picks. Four free locks. Let's go get rich, kids. Well, thanks as always, Lucas. Um, and let's roll into this second, second half with that because that, this is the match that we're going to be talking about. Um, so we are taking on Manchester United uh, away this Saturday. Uh, that's 11.30 kickoff here in Chicago. So I expect a really good crowd here at the pub uh, um, with that. Like the later matches in the morning, we tend to get good crowds. So it's going to be a good atmosphere, win or lose. So definitely come out if you're in Chicago. Um, but currently, uh, United is sitting in fifth place in the league with 47 points, 13 wins, eight draws, and seven losses. They did lose to uh, City in the, the Manchester Derby 4-1 uh, th- this past Sunday. Uh, prior to that, they drew Watford, drew Atletico Madrid, uh, beat Leeds, and then beat Brighton going backwards. Um, they have to take on Atletico Madrid midweek on Tuesday, so uh, they have a shorter rest than us to contend with. Um, uh, their top goal scorer right now is both uh, Bruno Fernandez and Ronaldo with nine. Um, Pogba is their top playmaker with eight assists, and uh, those are your top-rated players too, uh, Fernandez and Pogba. Um, so, uh, last five times we faced them, we have lost the last two uh, encounters. A win prior to that, a draw and a loss going backwards. Um, so, abbreviated uh, version. But I want to start this conversation uh, with our quest, our last question of the day, uh, which comes from Kyle Mates. So, tell me, do you have uh, Kyle Mates' kind of question uh, uh, set up? Yes, I do. So, Kyle, our good friend from Indy. Um, we all know how Saturday versus Man U is going to go, right? And then he just posts a screenshot of uh, the previous results. Uh, 1-0 against Burnley. We win 4-0 against Leeds United and lose 1-0 against Middlesbrough. So all I have to say about that, Kyle, well, I'll have more to say, of course. But uh, we won yesterday. That's one. 
Saturday, that could be two in a row. If we win against Brighton, that's three in a row. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Well, and, and we also have to consider that this will be on a um, – we'll have a full week's rest for this one. Um, that's the one advantage we have. But when we play Man United away, it, it tends to be a bit more of a struggle for us than than at home. Home can be a struggle too, but um, but certainly away can be problematic. So how are you guys feeling about this one? I'll be honest, I don't know – which way it's going to go. Um, Man United are pretty enigmatic like we are as well. So, um, I, I I don't know what will happen in this match. Granted, you know, they do have talented players on their team. Their quality is there. Um, what their tactics are, I don't know. But um, it could go either way. And, um, Anthony, you mentioned that um, things could get a little bit problematic at Old Trafford. Um, t- we've won two of our last three league matches there. The one we lost was in uh, December of 2019. Um, I remember we won there um, early on in the season in 2018. And then we all remember the drumming 6-1 in the fall of 2020 so i i think you know it could go either way i would not be surprised if we won would not be surprised if we lost would not be surprised if a draw let's just leave it all on the pitch yeah leaving it all on the pitch is huge um to start i'll talk to you anthony with reading out the last results you said the last time we played them we lost last Some, two times well no the last time we played them we lost and I remember being very, very just bummed out about that. It's Halloween weekend, but I would like to flip that and say, was that the last time we – did we lose that or did we win that? Because that 3-0 drumming we took via Nuno was also the result that got us Conte and had them keep – sorry, guys, we're having some – anyway – Tommy's behind me with some technical difficulties. No, so us getting... I'm playing the accordion. Yeah, as somebody's a, playing like uh, a oh, I thought it was harmonica. Yeah, if you, or harmonica sorry, in harmonica in the background. Fair weird. Anyway, no, us getting absolutely drilled at home 3-0 was what got Nuno sacked and got us Conti within about a 48-hour span. And they kept their manager, which they eventually sacked three weeks later. So it's like, that was a huge day. Same time... I don't know what to expect with this one. I think them coming off the beating that was their derby weekend, they went to City, they got smacked. I think they're going to be up for it. I think something that is in our favor is the fact that they have that Champions League game. There are four teams from England in the Champions League still, and they're the only one that has like a – they drew Madrid 1-1. So they have a game to play that actually matters. It's a home game. It's on Tuesday following this, whereas everyone else kind of either took care, like Chelsea won four, Liverpool, City won by like five on the road or something. So they have a lot to, they have a lot to do on Tuesday. This one's on us. That's what I'm, I think the biggest thing for us is treat this like it's City. 
even if we let them have the ball, we let, I mean, City had the ball for, what, 75 possession against us. Treat this like it's City, get up for this game. Only thing that freaks me out a little bit is that our fullbacks will be Regulon and Doherty. Oh, is Sessegnon, like, out? out yeah, or? he had to have a scan. If he had to have a scan, that means he, there's He's no not going to play this yeah, there's one. there's no right. shot he plays. Fair is fair. So he might not be out long, yeah. but it's, he's it's not going to be, be available Regulon, for this. It's going to be Regulon. It's going to be Doherty. And I just I don't know what they're going to be able to – I think having attacking wingbacks is crucial to us setting up our play. But to be honest, we've played our best when – we're in counterattack, and we know what we're capable of. So I think it's going to be about just taking advantage of the opportunities that we get. So we might get three, we might get two, we might get a couple good, clear opportunities, like the one that Sun had at Pickford, but Pickford defended it. Like those need to go in. We need to find a way to make our chances. They might be few, but we need to find a way to make those happen. Because if we can do that. There's no reason we can't go just do United away. But at the same time, I mean, we, haven't, we haven't put in two performances in a row, so we'll see. I think the key to this match might actually be in the midfield. Um, what Paul Pogba comes out for them, and, and, and how does uh, Bentancourt stack up against them? Like, I mean, I think that could be huge in this one. <laughs> Uh, for us, even maybe even more so than the wingbacks, which I think that they are stepping up right now. They might be able to help with the attack, but whether they can provide the defensive cover we need might be the question. But the midfield. Yeah, so it actually brought up to the point that I was going to make. It's, yeah, we won against Man City in Manchester a few weeks, a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. But, like, could we do it again? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Man United do play an open attack or open way of football so to speak but what Spurs will show up but also like the how you said with Pogba is he going to show up because I mean he, we know he has an imme- he's immensely talented but there's times where he just phones it in or doesn't care so is he going to show up this Saturday of course that remains to be seen but I mean I still think it's going to be open the game will be relatively open where we can get good chances in and potentially goals it's just I don't know how Lucas was saying. Like the big thing is, how is Regulon going to do? Um, I think everybody else is doing well for the most part. So I'd like to think that they can keep going with that momentum. We know uh, Dayon Kane; they'll sh- definitely show up. Um, they've been riding high for a little bit. Doherty, we kind of talked about it in the first half. Like based on this opposition, I mean, how will he cope, or what kind of strategy is Antonio Conte going to? bringing for him or for the team in general i i'm just the other one is uh anthony alanga swedish player so that's why i know but he's actually been playing pretty well recently for man united when he's been playing and he's like 19 20 so if he starts and does well i'm like it could be ugly for regulon and davis so he's one of their fullbacks yeah alanga uh he's more of a right winger Uh, I i saw him get skinned against city might have been uh, Juan Bissaka then. No, they both got skin. Oh, okay. But my, I, the biggest thing that Tommy brought up here is it's on us. And that's as much as this game's going to stress us out, that is something that we always want when we go into a game, especially 
again, this is something that I never in a million years would have dreamt of as a kid. But we're going into Man United away, and this game's on us. It's ours to lose. We are actually the better side. And most other than, like, Sky Sports pundits would agree with that. Like, they're, they just got smacked at Man City. We just smacked Man City in their own ground. So we know what we're capable of. If we show up, it's our game to lose. So I think a lot of it's going to be, like I said earlier, just taking advantage of our chances. But, again, even the midfield play, it's going to be a lot of just – it's going to be the little things, not giving the way, just don't give away the ball in dangerous places because they have guys, Pogba, super, like Tommy had mentioned, is Pogba on, is Pogba off, is Pogba playing on his best, is he not? A lot of that has to do with, do you give Pogba the ball by just a Hoybier mispass or something or a Winks mispass that leads Pogba to set up Cavani like the shit was in October, or do we only make mistakes in their third? So I, I think a lot of it has to, even the way they play, a lot of it has to come down to how do we turn up for this game. I think, fortunately, I gave the stat earlier where, with a lot of days to prepare, I think Conti will have something. I could see us winning this game 4-0 and then losing 1-0 at Brighton on Wednesday. One of those. But I think it's our game to lose, and there's no better way to go into a big game like this than at least knowing that it's ours to lose. If we don't win, it's going to be it's because of us, not because they outdid us. This could be a big one for Sun, too. Like uh, Sun uh, hasn't been performing at his peak. Um, he, he could break out this one and re- really prove himself in an open game uh, against a team that's... Uh, um, gonna be coming after us. Uh, yeah, so. I'm. I'm just hoping that he. This is the start of a, of a hot streak. Like I said in the first half with Tottenham hot streaks. Yes, exactly. So with you know, son, he had the goal, got the monkey off his back, and I mentioned this last episode. He's hot and cold. When he's hot, he's hot. But when he's cold, he's he's frigid. But um, one thing I we didn't mention uh, on Sunday, Ronaldo didn't even play. So I'm like, what was Ranginick thinking or doing? Like, was he injured? Like, there was, nobody ever said anything about that. So I'm like, if he's injured, that's great for us. Even though, he, I mean, realistically, he's still a threat if he plays because it's fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. Anytime he's on the pitch, it's a threat to anyone. Exactly. It's like Kane. I think it's similar to what we did with Bale under Mourinho a lot. Like, a lot of times, like, Manages you don't minutes. play him against the top top teams because you want to be more def- be able to be more defensive against a, a, a top yeah, opponent. Even, in, even C- so. City. No, Mourinho, no. That's a City's whole top. Co- Mourinho didn't play Bale because he was an egotistical spanner. Like, there's no reason to not play Bale for half the reasons. I, I think if they're not playing Ronaldo, there's a reason, or they're trying to work things out. It, or is he having it, issues with Ragnick yeah, and the team? It, it's, I, it's, it's up to it, us it does to make, make you sure wonder, that they don't work that out against us. Because the last time... The last time we played them in October, we we weren't that bad for the first half. I thought we played really well. We had the uh, the Romero goal that was called off sides via VAR off the header, and so like there was a lot of times that we were on top of that game. And then all it took was one moment, and that's something that a team like United 
with their quality they are able to do just like us we're no different when you have that quality and the game's not going we did it on Monday against Everton game wasn't really going in our favor but one Harry Kane run in the box causes an own goal one nil Spurs that was exactly what happened in October was they just had one moment of brilliance long ball into was it Cavani or Ronaldo I don't remember who got the first one they each got one I think it was Ronaldo but he just put it in from a weird angle and it's like that's what they have the quality to do so if we are going to get three points it's going to take that same 90 minute effort that it did against City not oh well we, again we did Leeds 4-0 realistically we put in about 45 minutes worth of effort that's all it took there was a lot at that time that was Leeds could have scored Leeds had a shot Leeds have opportunities we need you go 90, up. Yeah, we need a 90-minute effort against United if we're going to get three points. That's pure, like end stop right there. Like it's there's there's just no way that you, you can't count on like Pogba. Give Pogba a clear chance for one. He could play 88 minutes worth of crap, but you give Pogba a clear shot, like he might crack one in. So it's really going to take that effort and. Again, I'm happy to say that it's going to Or set come, up Fernandez to, yeah, to crack one in is more Or make a, just a brilliant pass or something. But, yeah. like, it's there. They are so talented. Like, you look at their their squad top to bottom. You just It's like, wow. So, our subs, who are we going to bring in? If we have our lineup that we're imagining that it's going to be, our only subs attacking-wise? Lucas. A healthy Lucas or Bergvine. That's Bergvine, it. yeah. They're like, oh, maybe we bring on Ronaldo or Cavani. Those are just different worlds apart. So their talent is there. It's just about making sure we we stay focused for 90 minutes. It has to be that for 90 minutes. And unfortunately, I'm like, I haven't seen that from us since City. I haven't seen that 90 minutes. So I, I don't know how it's going to go, but... I will say again, it's it's ours to lose, and at least that's a pretty good place to go into Old Trafford, knowing that it's yours to lose. And, and hope that they're, th- they're they're thinking ahead to Atletico on I Tuesday. Fr- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like so. we 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 have to hope that they're putting their eggs in that basket right now, and uh, and they think that they've got enough uh, cover to, uh, to 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 work this one out. Yeah, that that's considering that they. They're in a situation where they may have to win Champions League to remain in there next year, too. So, are they going to win Champions League? Probably not, but um, considering like the game in hand scenarios, they they may have to win that uh, to to remain to remain. Yeah, yeah. They, so they have to take Champions League pretty seriously. They've got a little bit more depth than us to be able to uh, to manage both, but. Um, but still, it becomes problematic when you're playing on that short of rest, and that might be the one thing we have going for us. And and hopefully, Conte has a plan to take advantage of that, and and hopefully, sneak and, some and, goals in. And I think actually, you touched on something right there that's important. That might be our best asset for this game, is that Conte's playing a chess game three steps ahead of they are. So that might be the one thing that could really benefit us is that. Conti has them figured out. Conti might know how they're going to come out for this game and might set us up. 
there might be something in our like when we throw out the team sheet on Saturday there might be something that shocks all of us but Conti's had it in mind for three weeks like we don't know so I think the fact that we have Conti and the fact that our players believe in Conti and at this point I hope they know how to do what he asks of them I think that that might be one of our biggest advantages so I hope that works for us (laughs) and and I don't think Ragnick's that big of a chump either I mean I think he's going to have a good plan for both of these matches but his plan has to has to have more depth because it has to take the whole week into account um, where, where we we can kind of uh, punt Brighton a little bit more than they can uh, uh, punt Atletico um. yeah I, I was just I'm going to take a quick look at this because I know, like, we're at Old Trafford for this game. We're, we're at Brighton on Wednesday. We're at Brighton. We're oh, at okay. Home. So it's we're like, at oh. We're at Brighton Wednesday, and then we're at home the following West Saturday, Ham. I believe. So, oh, okay. Sunday's West Ham. So Sunday I, was, I, I was about to say, you know, we've got um, the fact. I was, I was thinking that this would be the only away game that we have out of the three. But, no, that, that was just shattered. Now I'm feeling a little bit. Woeful at the at this point. Brains, <laughs> oh, well. brains not as much travel, at least. Uh, oh yeah, true. Well, again, and this is me being this is wishful thinking, but I really do think that for Rag, I can't even pronounce his fucking. I don't care to pronounce his name. Ragnick. Yeah, whatever. Some clown, absolute gowl that manages United. For him, he probably realizes that, like us versus Brighton, us versus United. This is a preseason for Conte. All of this is a preseason. Since we lost Nuno, this has been a preseason. We've all kind of known it. We've had the unfortunate mess of us building our expectations back up. Like, that's what Spurs do. They build you back up. But I think that this is this is something we could do right now, but it's not end-all, be-all. For him... Winning Champions League or getting as far as you can in Champions League is end-all, be-all. So they might prioritize that above our game against Brighton. Us playing Brighton is no different than them playing Atletico on Tuesday in terms of talent or, like, an absolute matchup. Brighton's a fair good team, and we're going to have to go play them away. But I think that they might, I hopefully, they prioritize that. But... I just want to say again, it's even if United prioritize someone else, it doesn't matter. They're still mad. You don't play for Man United and be shit. Like yeah. these are guys that can hurt us if we don't show up and we don't give ninety minutes. These are guys that are going to hurt us, and it usually is the guys that you least expect. That it's not always the Ronaldos and Cavani's. It's usually like someone you like. We had we had beaten United with. Uh, we had beaten United with, I think that was still Poch. We beat United with Mourinho. We knocked him out. Erickson scored in 12 seconds. And then we played him again at Wembley, where we had just beaten him in 12 seconds. We played him again three months later, and they found a way to neutralize Dembele, and they beat us with Pogba. So it's like, we just we have to show up for 90 minutes. That's pretty much the end all be all there. Well, bring it home, Sam, and then we'll go to predictions. Yeah, I'd, and I just want to say this, like... Um, I do think Ragnick may be putting more eggs in the Champions League. I believe he is – they did bring him on for, like, a broader role. I think he's only there as 
manager temporarily. Or it's until the end of the season. He's oh. like after this, he's got like a year or two contract to be a player, like, te- like player developer director or, te- or technical advisor. Or so something. he's a Ryan Mason. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, Mason. No, but, he's he's been very involved in other organizations in their their development and build up. So he he has a lot of credentials there, more so than his coaching credentials, which I think are going to be valuable to United down the road. Is kind of the point of Ragnick. He's just kind of filling in as coach. Right. Yeah. So I think he is more or less putting his eggs in in Champions League. I mean, I mean, I think he kind of knows he's not going to win the Premier League at this point, but I think. Champions League is definitely a big focus, especially with uh, the squad they have put together. Yeah, and, and top four is becoming more difficult with between us and Arsenal playing well. Yeah. Well, us not playing well, up and down, and Arsenal playing well. Um, they have a lot to, uh, of competition for that fourth place slot that they could get for that Champions League. So this is another avenue for them that they, if they play their cards right. So, yeah, I understand the point. Um, let's go to predictions, and we'll start with Tommy first. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm not really confident on a win here, even though, you know, it's – I don't know. I just I just don't see us us yo-yoing with a win-loss, win-loss. I, it seems more likely. And after destroying Everton, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we came back down to earth. So, I want to predict a – 2-1 loss, and I'll say Kane scores. 2-1 loss. Uh, I'd be disappointed, but I uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'll go, like I'll, I'll say before and again, but like this is the outcome where I'll before I see lineups and how we play, I'm like I'll gladly take the win or take a tie. But you Draw. know, yeah, whatever. Uh, um, Sam, I am actually gonna go two-two draw. I really don't think either team is very good defensively. I was kind of thinking 1-1 draw before, but I'm like, neither of these teams are very good defensively. So, or solid enough defensively to, like, uh, prevent more than one goal from happening. So I'm going to go uh, 2-2 draw. I give, go, with, um, go with Kane and Kulishevsky. We actually have the lead until the very end Ronaldo falls in the box easy penalty for Fernandez oh geez that painful but yeah <laughs> I, I I get it uh Lucas what do you got so I'm gonna say I had my prediction but two negative Nancy's going before me uh I'm gonna predict a win but anyone that's listening just if you're gonna bet bet on my Luke's lock Go the under. Forget what I'm about to say now. I'm going positivity. I think with them having most of the ball, we're going to have brilliance from Kane and Son. So I'm going to take one from the one from each from the dynamic duo. We're going to win two one. And Kane's will be a cheeky penalty that will just be the best, and it'll be disputed, and we'll love it. But it's going to be two one us. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to take the positive end here, too. Um, I'm going to be very hopeful. Like, there's a lot of firepower on both of these teams. Uh, Kane is firing right now, which is huge for us. Um, I think 
sun is due to come back and start firing again, which uh, gives us an advantage. And, and um, Decky's been great for us since he's been there. So we we have three guys that I I think maybe um, United aren't going to be ready for, but I think they're certainly capable of scoring with uh, with Bruno Fernandez and Ronaldo and and what Pogba can create for them regardless. So I think it's going to be a 3-2 victory. Um, I'm going to give a goal to, to Kane, a goal to Son, and a goal, goal to Decky. Uh, so all three of our forwards get a goal, and uh, we celebrate and have a really good day out and, um, and have a great crowd here at the pub, and we probably hang out much later than we should to celebrate afterwards after that. Um, but any final thoughts on the week that was, this Everton win, this, uh, this upcoming match, uh, match that we have to contend with um, where we're at with this ups and, ups and down roller coaster that we've been going on final thoughts Lucas final thoughts um, stoked about the win let's keep this momentum up but I have to just remind people please 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 don't let this last year and this Everton shit be your memory of Deli Alley. like just Remember the real Deli Ali, the best player that, one of the best players in Europe. Like, remember that Deli Ali. Be excited about that Deli Ali. And whenever he comes on, when he plays us in the future, whether it be an FA Cup, he could be playing for Marine in the FA Cup. Like, just remember that Deli Ali. Remember the real Deli Ali. Remember our Deli Ali. So, that's, again, my final thought. Just remember the special, special player that he was and all the memories he gave us and he deserves a shout from us always uh sam yeah i I agree there um definitely when he like his first three years with us were just unbelievable just remember remember him in london derbies in particular whether it be the where he got hit with a bottle in the league cup against arsenal and just looked up in the stands and threw up a 2-0 with his hands or when he ran over to the Chelsea fans after scoring against them and stuck his stuck his uh, hand to his ear like he was trying to hear them. Remember that. That's because that's really what we want to see as a Spurs player from our players, no matter what. Yeah, the, the memories were fantastic. Tommy, final thoughts? Yeah, with the Deli Owl, you think, yeah, I don't really have any more to say on that. It's just... Wish the best for him. Hopefully he picks things up again. Hopefully sooner than later. But, you know, hope you know. I mean, unfortunately he needed a change. But um, what's wrong with Man United? Hopefully he can get the W, even though I predicted otherwise. But, oh, and also since it's uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend in terms of cell ring, if you're going to do something stupid, don't drive drunk and be safe. Hey. Yeah, amen to that. And also remember, um, this weekend is spring forward. Um, so in America, not in the U.K. Yeah, in, in America, it's spring forward. So if you're listening in the U.S., um, just remember you got um, uh, to go Sunday night. Got it. Let's, yeah. end, let's, let's end this and <laughs> let's spring forward to three points against United. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but that about wraps this, up, uh, wraps this up. So thanks to Tommy for editing, me for sound. Uh, Charlie for the music, 
Kevin, or sorry, Kevin. I'm used to saying Kevin. Sam for social media. Hey. Uh, Kimberly for the logo. And as always, the, the Atlantic Barn Grill. It's great to be back recording three consecutive episodes here. It's been fantastic. Um, hit the subscribe button and write us a review on iTunes if you like our podcast. Or give us a review wherever you get podcasts. Check us out on, on Twitter and Facebook at 4 Star Spurs and our website at 4starspurs.com. Come on, you Spurs.